Welcome to I'm Just Saying It's your boy Hajilex. Is the host of the most? I'm just saying it's just an extension of my thoughts, how I feel, and my views. So before you get into all your feelings, listen to what I gotta say. And if you got something to say, go ahead and hit me up. We can talk about it. Is I'll be doing curse and family hisk. Let's get going. Our topic today is going to be on family curse, family hicks, you know, whatever you guys may call it in the world. That's what we're going to talk about. So this is what it is. Growing up, you've been told that your family was cursed, like the name of your family was cursed by a loved one based on their own personal feelings, emotions, and what happened to them. But growing in a Christian home, you always tend to believe that only God and you push everything to the side. But if you stop and about growing in a Christian home, you always tend to believe that only God and you push everything to the side. But if you stop and take a look, everything has a balance. Where there is good, there is evil. Where there is dark, there is light. There is happiness, there is sadness. You see, there's laughter, there's crying. So it's an opposite, an equal reaction for everything. If you have a blessing and you got a blessing, then I should say, I should believe that you can be cursed as well. Because what is good without evil? Now evil is everywhere around. You may try to look over it and think that it's not real or it's impossible, but... If you take the time out and think about it, or you look back in your life, you can see things that happened to you in the past, obstacles that you have overcome, people that you have met, and the things that you have seen or you saw happen, that have you wondering, why is that? Now, we always say, why the good die young? And you know some people that are, they don't do good, but they live forever. You wonder, what's, why is that? You know, and somebody this version of themselves. Something happens and a little more or a little less. They pass away and you sit and you wonder, why is this person, you know, always been doing good? But someone who has never lived an honest life, never lived a perfect life, live happy. So you wonder, what's going on? So let's dig into it about this family curse. Hope you're following. Now, you're living your life, you've been trying. Doing good, doing the best you can, trying to accomplish your goals. You set goals and you work towards it. But sometimes you're in a position where you see that your breakthrough is coming. As they say, hold on for your breakthrough. Your breakthrough is right around the corner. But it seems like every time you are close, something happens to stop you. There's an accident. There's a death in the family. There's a sick. You know, something happens that you have to take money that you have saved for something to use to help. You've always been helping a situation. And then you stop. And then you start to assess life. You look at life and you're like, wait, something is wrong. Why am I still in this predicament? Haven't I worked hard enough to get out of this? And you say, okay, with faith, you can do everything. So you start pushing, start fighting again. Moving forward. You got a job, you're working, nice lady in your house. 
and you start saving again. Now, you have plans like you say, okay, by the end of this year, in the next year, I'm going to do this and I'm working towards it. So as soon as you are about to hit that goal or you're about, you're close to hitting that goal, something, and it seems to always happen every time when you're about to hit that success mark. Now you wonder, why is this happening to me? Why am I not being able to move around this border? You start to assess your life. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay in my house, stop hanging around who I'm hanging around with. I'm going to be by myself. So you become a loner because you don't want to be you don't want to be or don't want to face that disappointment. So you said, okay, let me just do this and be me. Then you worked and something happens. You been in an accident, could have lost your life, but you walked away. So you can, in one sense, you are saying, oh, my Lord, thank you, God, because I'm still here and I'm alive. On the other hand, when you look at it, you're like, what is this? How am I going to get up from this? Because it cost you so much that whatever you were working for, it's gone. As they always say, you take two steps forward and you end up making five steps backwards. So this is what we are talking about, Family Hicks. And if you're looking at it, like, what have you done? Or what did somebody do or a family member did or do in the past? that has that you're reaping a repercussion so we're here thinking about it and we are trying to brainstorm it like how are you going to get out of this get over this mountain and how are you going to be able to go by i get around this family hicks or curse i uh, would have to do a major research on this and get back to you guys but for now, let's let us just talk about it so we can assess, think about it, and you can your life and to see, wonder if this is happening to you or happening to someone else. Because for me, I believe it's real. Just like how you believe in God, you believe in the Almighty, you have to believe in it. Because as I said before, where there is good, there is evil. And where there is love, there is hate. So I want to know is what have someone done in the past that you could wish nothing but the worst for that person? And a lot of times I go back, sit back and I think, what did my parents do in their past that we are reaping what they had sown? Have you think about that? Have you ever stopped and think about it? Because what have you done in your past so bad that now you're reaping what you sow or you're facing a repercussion of what you did? You could be living an honest life, positive life, trying to do nothing but good in the community, with the kids around you, with the friends around you, the people around you, always been helping your elders being respectable or respectful to your parents and to your peers. 
But in your life, when you're able or when you're not able to overcome or to break, to make this breakthrough, as they said, hold on, change is coming. But what if you're working most of your life for that change and that change never come? What would you do to motivate yourself or how do you keep yourself motivated? Motivated to achieve your goals and your aspirations because in africa let's not say africa but in your life you have seen and you have been around people that everything they do everything that they touch turns to gold someone comes up with an idea and that idea becomes so successful that they move on to another idea, success. Success follows success. In the book, they say, when you are successful, you stop seeking success. Success starts to seek you out. But based on what's happening in your life and the curse that they put on your family or the family hicks that is in your family, you have brilliant ideas, which if you hand that idea to someone or someone else, they would be successful. They would achieve the maximum potential of that idea. But you, on the other hand, are not able to reach that, to achieve that, or be able to. It's like you're an athlete, one of the greatest they have ever seen, but you can't get that breakthrough to go pro. Always something, always something coming up. So you wonder, what have I been doing wrong? what I did wrong when reality is is now what you are doing is what your parents have done in the past that you are the person who is facing that repercussion so why are you that person why that should happen to you when you have standing life you have lived the life of being respectful respectable and you don't break the law you're not a lawbreaker. You are not a bad person. You are a help, but you can't get over that mark. Say you're an artist. You're a singer-songwriter. You have wrote songs and you sold, right? You made something, for, but on the back end, you're not making anything because you sold the rights to that song. Now, that song that you have sold became a major hit. Now you got a one-time payment. You have a one-time payment. And the owner of that song keeps keep on making money off of that song but all you have is just to say oh you know that song i wrote it and then you made your choice and say okay this is what i'm gonna do i'm not going to sell my songs i'm going to write sing my songs and produce it so i can be the successor of my work but when you start to do it something happened that that song will never be heard on the airway that song you cannot do anything about it because it's just sitting there and you're the only person to hear that song your friends heard it and they're like yeah that's the jam that's it you have found and hit but your song cannot be played on the radio what have you done what did you do think about it why are you in that predicament when your life is based on doing the right things walking right, talking right, saying the right things at the right time to be in the right position. Never fell in your lap. You cannot do nothing for that situation to transpire so you can be successful with your own work. Now, the same song that you cannot get a breakthrough with, someone get holds of it and you're like, man, I can't do this. I'm giving up. I'm going to cash this, throw it in. 
because this is not me. You take that song, you sell it to someone. You know what? I got this song. This record is not doing nothing for me. You know, I'm walking away from the game. Here is this record. They say, how much you want? You say, okay, just give me what you got because I'm, I'm, I'm done. You have no motivation. You're like, I'm done. I'm done with this. And you sold it. Person said, okay, how about the back end? You say, look, I'm done with this song. I tried everything that I can, but I'm done. It's the same record that you try to push. You tried everything, but you wouldn't get the breakthrough. You sold it, sold your rights to someone else. Two weeks later, it's a platinum song, a platinum record all over the airway. And you will, you're sitting there like, wow, what is this? Isn't this the same song that I was trying to get? The same song that I was trying to push. The song that I knew was a hit, but they didn't get it. And you you left there wondering, how harder do I have to work? How many more times do I have to try? What do I got to do to make this breakthrough? But it's not you. It's something that is passed on, passed down generation. You have nothing to do with this. You didn't ask for this. Why are you the one to be facing the consequences of something that you have nothing to do with. Think about it and ask yourself the question, why? Why are you person to be facing this? Is this really how my life is going to be? Is this is how I'm gonna go out? But you said, no, I got faith. No, I'm a fighter. No, I believe you keep working. The man who got in an accident, car was total, but he walked away scratch free. And somebody's looking at you like, yo, you are blessed. You're not supposed to go yet. And you look back at life and say, yeah, I know I'm not supposed to go yet. But with all that luck and all that blessings, you're still struggling in life. You can't get that breakthrough. How do one stay motivated? How do one stay strong? How do you stay positive? Knowing that you are doing your best to be successful. You're staying honest. You are being brave but because of something that happened in the past could be your mom's it could be your mom's mom's it could be someone in the past did something so bad that someone wanted to be or wanted to get revenge on them that they did a curse on your family now you are the one you are the recipient of this curse why should you be facing why should you be going through that? Think about it. If you had nothing to do with it, you're living an honest life. You're trying to do the best that you can. You're trying to live upright, but the curse in your family is holding you back. So how did you, how do you get over this? How do you get this breakthrough? How do you keep your head up and keep fighting, keep pushing to be successful? Think about it because if you don't know how to do it, who who will help you? Because a lot of times you go to people of authority. Say you go to the pastor. You go to somebody that you think or you believe will have an answer. But they just give you a runaround. Give you the runaround saying, okay, do that, do this, do that, do that. And there is no such thing as that. But think about it. If there's no such thing as a curse, why is there such thing as the devil, such thing as evil, such thing as hatred. There is such thing as spirit. They say there is no ghost. But time and time again, people say they have seen images of someone. They have seen ghosts. But when you bring something to someone, they're going to downplay it and tell you, don't believe in it. Don't believe in it. Believe kills and believe cure. But what should you believe in? 
What should you have your faith? What should you be looking? I'ma pause and give you a chance to think about. It. Just think about it. Throughout generation, you have noticed a pattern, a pattern that it's not too obvious, but if you think about it, it's very obvious. Being for mine, I was told that the brown name is curse. All the men, his brothers, they all died single so let me give you a rundown my grandfather lived in the house with my dad he was at that time a four-bedroom house my granddad died in the back room which was the room behind my dad's room my granduncle died in the room on the left side of the house my dad would have died in the front room of the house, but they brought him to the hospital. So he died single, his brother died single, and his father died single. And if you do the maths, like how I've been checked in and looked in those situations, all my cousins, who is older than I am, they all are single. So I'm wondering, is it this by choice? It is happening to the men in my family. I am the only one who right now is married and living with his wife. But everyone else is single. My big brother is single. My cousin died single. They have ladies in their life, but not a wife. Not living with a lady. So, how should I look at it? Is it the curse that I heard that was given to my granddad? Is it the one that is taking over my... So I think to think about it like, is it because a curse, I'm trying to be the one who's going to break this curse. So I think by me trying to maintain a relationship and to maintain a family home, because I refuse to grow or refuse to live alone, refuse not to share my home or my bed with a lady. So I'm wondering if, because I am doing it that way, that is why success seems to be distance for me i'm not living the worst of life but the potential that i know that i'm capable of the things that i know that i can or should achieve it's harder for me like they say you got two roads ahead of you one is a straight and narrow and one comes with a little bit of obstacle which one would you choose most people want the straight and narrow most people want a successful road. Most people want to be successful. Hence why we work so hard. Hence why we try to be the best version of ourselves. We always grow up. We always think. Like when you're younger, you're saying, when you live in a poor home, a poor background. This is what we always say. We want a big house, fancy cars. We want to have it all. But when you grow up and you start achieving stuff, you realize that the childhood dream that you have, that dream is it's not something that you can't achieve. But everyone wants to be successful. Everyone wants a successful story. You want success in your life. That's why we dream when we go to sleep at night. That's why we have goals. That's why we set goals. We want to be an example. We want to be a role model. We want that. We want to be that person that we can look back in life and tell that young man, that young girl, 
the little kids that I'm a product of your society, but I rose above it all and I was be, and I was able to achieve greatness. So when I look back at my life and see my fight, my journey, I have realized that the path that I took, I thought it would be easier, but I have to travel that road which is filled with a lot of obstacles. Now, I wrote this once and I said to myself, Lord, I know that you give the hardest fights to your strongest warrior. But Lord, when am I going to be able not to be fighting these fights? Is it going to be a lifetime of fighting? Or my time will come when success, greatness, and I'm I will be able to relax and live a productive life, be able to teach someone that you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Now, it is not hard. It is not impossible. Because I've seen things where I've said in the past, for example, in high school, I always said to myself, I'm going to go to college. But... My journey to college wasn't the same as everyone else, if you understand what I'm saying. I graduated from high school. I got my CXCs. But financially, I wasn't able to go to college. That financial backup. No, I was an athlete. I played soccer all my life, but I didn't get a scholarship. The windows for scholarship was not that open in my days. I've played with players who who I know wasn't as half as good as I was, not to downplay them. And I've played with players that we were all the same. They were in the school that pushed them, the school that helped them to go forward. They got scholarship and come to the States, pursue their greatness. So I was just being a player coach for a team, went over to my college, which was GC Foster College at that time. So I spoke with my coach, the man who gave me that opportunity, God may his soul, Mr. Hutchinson, and talking. And one day I went up to him and I said, Coach, is it or would it be okay for me to come and work out with the guys when I don't have a training session with my guys? And he was like, yeah. Luckily, a teammate of mine was on that squad. And he was very good. He was exceptional for the coach. And the coach asked me a question one day. He said, what position do you play? My reply was, I can play anywhere you put me, coach. I have the ability to play all positions. But I don't like being a goalkeeper. But I can do that as well. And he was like, okay. Okay, one day I went over there and we were working out. And after we finished training, we were sitting and talking having a conversation, a general conversation. And he said to me, by we having this conversation, I realized that you sound educated. You're not one of these guys. Why are you with these guys? I said, coach, this is just a community that I live in. This is where I'm from. But you're right. I have an education. I actually do want to go to college. So he said, why don't you? I said, coach, the opportunity wasn't there. 
and he said to me, okay, bring me your qualifications and let's go from there. The next day I brought him. CXCs, SSCs, all of it. He said, you're qualified. Why are you not in college? I said to him, coach, the opportunity didn't come my way. Let me show you why I know we all have to fight and we will be fighting for a long time. He said, okay, meet me here Tuesday at 9. I was there Tuesday at 7 because I wanted this. I'm a fighter. I believe in success. I want to be successful. I got there. He wasn't there. So I sat in there and I wait. When he got there, he said, go talk to such and such. Right? I went there. The guy said, oh, there's no opening right now. I said, no, but Mr. Hutchins said that I could come. He said, okay, well, I got to do an entrance test. Listen, I didn't read a book in four years. That's the last time I made, I made it happen. Did the test. Wasn't good at it. Didn't do that bad. And I didn't hear nothing more from the college because Mr. Hutchinson had to go overseas. So for the whole summer... I'm there waiting, waiting on a call. So when I got there, when he got back, I called him. He said, why are you not here? I said, sir, I didn't get a call. He said, no, come see me. He said to me, you know what? Somebody here don't like you. I was like, how can somebody not like me when they don't know me? He was like, he said to me, he was a coach. No, he was a referee that ref the game that your team played in. And there's nothing but bad guys on that team. The moment he said that to me, I knew who that person was. So I said to him, Coach, the same guy who is saying that I don't belong here is the same guy I saved him because he was the referee and he wasn't doing a great job. The guys wanted to hurt him. And I said to him, Coach, I saved him. He said, it doesn't matter because you'll get into this college. I'm going to get you here. Starting September, I'm in college. See, I get to go where I want to, but it was harder. My road was longer. I worked. I didn't have the money to go to college, so I got a somewhat scholarship. And how I made some money because I'm a fighter. I'm fi I fight. I don't believe in handouts. I work for what I want. One Saturday morning, he called me. What are you doing? Nothing. He said, come teach this class for me. I said, teach a class, but I'm in first year. This is my first semester. He said, you've been playing soccer all your life. You were coached, right? I said, yes, I coached it. He said, okay, perfect. You can do it. When I got there, he wasn't at a class. No, I'm there in front of people who are doing second year. I'm having a first year in college. First semester, and I'm teaching second year soccer. The opportunity was there, so I grabbed it. I started to coach. I started teaching soccer. Particularly two students, they had to reset it so many times because they couldn't understand it. They weren't moving fast enough. So I took them took them to the side 
I use my time off from school, my time off from what I used to do. And I teach them. They passed it. They aced the test. But opportunity came mild and few. Now what I'm saying is, there's a pattern. I'm not getting the best of life, but I'm not getting the worst. When school and it was opportunity to come to the United States, all my friends was getting through. I said, okay, I'm going to do it. At that time, I coached high school soccer for a year. So my players, they love me so much, but I, I need to make some money so I can go in my final year. I got to get my bachelor's. So I told the guys, hey, I won't be coming this summer. I got to travel. Now, as soon as I start, everything was good. When it's time for me to pay, I paid half the ticket, half the fee. Now, when, I, when it was time for me to pay my plane fare, I didn't have the money. I was so broke. I looked at it. I'm like, God, what am I going to do? So I went to the, the VP at the college at that time, Mr. Murray. I said, Mr. Murray, I want to go overseas. But, sir, I really don't have that money. He said, okay, because you're a good guy. Come see me tomorrow. He gave me the money for my visa, and he gave me money to put towards my plane fare. So I said, okay, I can do it. A few days after, I got a call from the agency. Hey, can you come in? I'm like, what am I going to do now? This is it. And they say, Marriott is paying for students. Would you like to go? Because I was supposed to travel with all my boys. I said, hell yeah, I'm going. Because what? I didn't have the money to pay. And they were paying half of the fee. Let me show you how things happen to, to you and you didn't you weren't watching the patterns. I got on my flight, my flight got delayed. When I got to Fort Lauderdale, because it was it should be a transfer. One flight to another. As soon as my plane was landed, the plane was at which I was supposed to board was taken off. So I had to spend the night at a hotel in Fort Lauderdale, my first time. And for that time, I missed my flight. Now I got to reschedule. They gave me the flight for the same time the next day. I got to eat. Now I got to go to food. The money that I have was the money to pay for my first week in housing because they told you that's what you got to do. So I had to use some of that money. Now when I got to my destination, because it was the day before, I didn't get picked up. So I had to take a cab. Now at that time, if you guys know, it was a meter cab. Those bitches stopped for every, like I said, every stoplight on the road. They drove a certain speed. So they can catch every light. I, I, I could swear they work in sequence to stop at the lights. I got to pay more money. I had money. 
but the money that I had was just enough to pay my first week rent. So I'm saying you are not being successful, but you're not going to go down because I don't know. And I got there. I did what I got to do, but I was short. Wasn't broke. But if I try to take that money, I couldn't pay my rent. So in life, you see patterns, you see sequence, and you see stuff. But you were you you were you weren't looking at it. You weren't taking you weren't taking it up. You weren't paying attention because you were overlooking all of this. But like I said, something has happened. Something has happened in the past that I'm seeing. As I look back at my life, I can see. I can see the patterns. It's not going to destroy my life. But success is like in the distant future. And that is what we are trying to break. The curses, the hexes. We're going to do it. How are you going to achieve it? I don't know. So, I want you guys to stay tuned. Keep fighting. And we're going to continue this journey. It's your boy, Hajilex. I'm just saying. Now be cool and thank you for listening.